Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing okay? Everybody doing okay? Is everybody okay? You good? Are you good? You good? Are you good? Everybody good? I'm exaggerating that for a reason. I'll I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. In all honesty, I do hope that everyone had a fantastic weekend. Mine was pretty good. Mine was pretty good. Lots of hockey and marijuana. Yeah, I can't get enough of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I just can't. So I just smoke a little green and watch me some puck. It's been a blast. Been a little bit easier. Mom's been around to help with the kids a little bit. Got to see my brother for a tiny bit this weekend, which is nice. He's going through some struggles. Going through some struggles. Finding his way. Can only do so much. But it's good to see him. Haven't seen much of him lately. So good to see him. Did a little bit of video gaming. Yeah. You know, I've been doing the, the Lego Jurassic World with, with the little boys, with the little ones. We've been doing a lot of Lego Jurassic World, kicking some ass at that. We even got the three-year-old involved, which is why I said the little boys, because it was it was just a six-year-old at first. But now the three-year-old, he's getting better at playing because the, the six-year-old's trying to teach him Minecraft and stuff. And we did some Minecraft Dungeons. That's a pretty easy game. <laughs> But it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy that time with my kids in those games. But it had been a little while since I had played uh, some adult games. And so I hopped back on some Hunt Showdown, some PUBG. I know that Call of Duty one is out there, man. I know. Warzone? Yeah, I know. I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to check it out. But Hunt, PUBG, yeah. Still solid choices. Although I must say... After so much time off, I am terrible again. (laughs) And the only way to stay good is to keep playing those games, I believe. And it's tough. It's tough for me because I'm busy. And, you know, I'm going to end up in matches where I'm playing with, like, 19-year-olds, where that's, or 17-year-olds, or 15-year-olds, where that's all they do is fucking play video games. And particularly now, throughout this whole pandemic... Imagine how many of those people got better at the video games while I was hardly playing, which is fine. I've been doing a lot more productive stuff like fantasy analysis and and comedy stuff and writing, both fantasy and and my, my fictional works. But, yeah, I just, I'm clearly very behind when it comes to you know, video games, <laughs> just in general. I could still kick some ass in some Donkey Kong Country, some Super Mario World. But even that, I'm like, shit. I just don't think I'm as good at video games as I used to be. <sighs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Enough about me. Well, this is kind of about me. See, my exaggeration for the how are you 
Are You Good? at the beginning of the pod was because I came across something on Twitter, fantasy football Twitter, as a matter of fact, and it was just a conversation someone posted about, uh, you know, starting podcasts, like we don't have enough of them, and they just go through the news, and then divisional breakdowns, and I, I gotta be honest, it felt a little bit like he was talking about yours truly. The fucking mad chatter. And you know what? I don't appreciate that shit. Because we're going to get into it. We're going to get into this. Okay? Because number one, these motherfuckers is trying. Why are you out here? That's supposed to be the thing on fantasy football Twitter. No. That's supposed to thing. It's supposed to be the thing across fantasy football. Respect each other. Try and help each other. Push each other's analysis. Take in the analysis. Maybe you agree with it. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's good analysis. Maybe it's bad. But give it a chance. Why are we bashing other people's work? And and let me get something straight. You can bash me all you want because I don't give a fuck. I'm going to keep grinding and doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to do it my fucking way because that's how I am. And hey, if something never comes from it because I'm too much like everybody else and blah, 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 blah. Fuck it. I'm not going to cry about it. But there's a lot of people, myself included, that are indeed passionate about fantasy football and analysis of fantasy football. And I don't think it's right that we're just bashing people. Like, that's where I have a hard time on Twitter because there is sometimes I'm looking at something, I'm like, I completely disagree with that. And there's a couple of times I've said so. But I try and do so in a respectful manner. So that I'm not coming across like I'm calling their analysis shit. Because they probably put a lot of time into that that particular analysis. And they probably have very good reasoning for why it is so. So I'm not going to bash it. I can disagree with it and think, hey, maybe that's a little foolish. But oftentimes I learn some things when I question stuff. Not just in fantasy football, in life in general. So I'm all for people doing however one day if they want to do it the regular. And hey, there should be nothing wrong with just doing a boring layout of a podcast. That's a good general layout for you to follow, particularly if you're new. Now for me, (laughs) because if I do believe that was not too long, maybe a day after. No, no, no. I think it was the same fucking day. Yeah, it was Friday when I posted my goddamn podcast. So if that was in reference to me, I maybe just check out my whole catalog before you start running your mouth. I mean, by all means, run your mouth. I don't give a shit. But you seem like an idiot, at least in my eyes, because I know that's not my setup for every show. And if you had listened to previous shows and heard previous shows, you would know that I freely fucking admitted I was just trying to fill some content. The the whole fucking divisional breakdown was a way for me to have some shit to talk about. Because here's the thing. A, I'm doing this shit by myself. I don't have anybody talking to talk to, to talk with, that I'm bouncing ideas off of. It's just me, the mad chatter. Just me. You suck, you jackass. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I begin shit wrong, like everybody. It's another reason we shouldn't be fucking bashing each other. But I freely admitted why I was doing the whole divisional breakdown thing. 
And it was only the last couple of episodes where I started inserting a bunch of news into the beginning. And that's because we were actually starting to get news. Because if you people haven't been able to tell, there hasn't been a lot going on this offseason compared to other off-seasons. We got all the news about the opt-out, and then after that, boom. Now we're back to what? We're finally getting some, some training camp, some practices where they're actually doing some stuff so we can see a little bit. But still, the information coming in is very little. It's a trickle at this point. Because, sure, you could be one of those that are like, oh my god, I love A.J. Dillon because look at his fucking legs. And you can be like, oh my god, this person made this incredible catch. You can pay attention to all this shit. None of this shit, when it comes down to it, truly matters. Because the teams are going to figure out what they're doing. And some of these spectacular... I mean, I can remember guys that have had great preseasons, training camps, blah, 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 look the part, blah, 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 and then they don't pan out. I try and glean what I can from them. But you got to take shit with a grain of salt, too. Just my opinion. How did I get off track? I had to fucking just get it off track again. Again. I digress. Back to what I was saying. My podcast, I would say, is not like most. Even with the boring old layout, because I was just trying to attack team by team and talk about the players, which ones I thought. And I tried to go a little deeper. I tried to talk about analytics and metrics. Try and throw that shit in there. Guys to stash? Because, see, the problem with some fantasy podcasts is they do kind of, they're very general. They're very, you know, I like Matthew Barry from ESPN a lot. But there was a lot of, that got to a point where I just couldn't, I couldn't listen to the podcast anymore because some of it, so much of it seemed to me as general information. And that's where I really try and make it a point to try and go a little deeper. And sometimes I worry, man, I might go go too deep into a bench or a team's roster. But sometimes I do that. And sometimes it's good. But I try and be as unique as possible. And not just for fantasy, just because I'm just a weird fucking dude, to be honest. (laughs) And I'm always doing shit differently because I like to be fucking different. But if you are, go out there and bash people for doing podcasts however they want to do them in any format or way that they want to do if you want to do that fine i don't give a fuck seems a dick move to me but you do you and go ahead and run your mouth about me and my show and my analysis and whatever i do because i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck because you know what when it comes down to it Bottom line, I fucking win. That's right. And that's what we're here for. Duh. Winning. That's right. And I do a lot of that. So I'm just trying to spread my knowledge, as so many have done for me. I didn't get, I didn't just, like, start playing fantasy football and I was fucking awesome at it. No. I had to take some time. I had to learn. I had to try different strategies, try a different way, listen to different analysis, analysts. I almost fucked that word. I have been tongue-twisty a little bit today. (laughs) I suppose that's not new. 
But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not here to fucking please everyone, okay? And all of the rest of you fantasy analysts, especially those who maybe get bashed from time to time from, or you people have said shit about you, you know what? You just do you. If you're passionate about what you're doing and you enjoy what you're doing, and fuck, if some people like it, just keep going. There's always going to be haters, particularly in this day and age, particularly with social media. You're always going to have people out there hating on your shit. Brush it off, move along, and for the haters, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I really did. That really bummed me out because I really enjoy the community on fantasy football Twitter. But some people are real dickish. And that was kind of an example. Like, hey, man, maybe it's the dude's first season. A dude or a chick, sorry. Maybe the fantasy analyst of the podcast. Maybe it's their first season and they're trying to feel them shit. I promise you, if you were to go back a few years ago to the very first season I attempted to podcast fantasy football analysis. It was a bit of a dumpster fire, I would say. (laughs) And maybe that's being nice. So my point is, we grow, we get better. No need for bashing motherfuckers. But hey, to each their own. We'll get into into that. My thoughts on that. Well, no. I'll probably save that for, you know, my miscellaneous debris podcast, which, by the way, I don't even think I said I got so into this. Don't forget to follow me at RMK Madness on Twitter, on Instagram. That's fucking right. Follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, all that good stuff. And check out my other podcast, Miscellaneous Debris, anywhere you can find this one. And in that one, I just do a lot of ranting on, you know, what's going on in the world, social issues. Different stuff I find interesting. This week, I'm going to be talking a little this week, this pod. Because I do two a week. And I constantly catch myself saying this week. When I do two in a week. Anyway. (laughs) This Monday's pod for my Miscellaneous Debris podcast. I'll be discussing uh, some paranormal stuff. If that intrigues you at all. But moving on. Moving on. Just saying, I'm not here to please everyone. And it's a good thing to say to lead into the next topic because we're in a fucked up place here in 2020 in the United States. And the little Twitter shit got me going and wanted me to, you know, talk a little bit about what's going on. Because it's been a minute since I've done that. I really have tried to stay on the fantasy football path and, and, you know, save my other critiques and rants and whatnot for my miscellaneous debris podcast. But sometimes you got to say some shit. Particularly if there's people who listen to this podcast but do not listen to my miscellaneous debris podcast because if I have any sort of platform and even if it's just a handful of people, I need to try and use it to speak my voice and to help. Now, once again, I'm going to state how I personally feel about how things are in this country pertaining to politics. I am not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I'm not a jackass. No, not an elephant, not red, blue. I don't care. 
I think the two-party system is fucking stupid. You look at some countries, man, they have six, seven parties. Variety. Because what often happens is you see, Republican president has a problem dealing with Democrats, and the Democrat president has a problem. Because it's just one versus the other, one versus the other. Instead of like, if you had four or five parties, the best one was elected, and then the rest of them work together with it. I, I just, it could be so much better. It could be. But I, may, I make that point because I have no bias towards a political party like so many in this fucking country do. I really don't. Now, I lean more towards agreeing with Democrats and the left liberals, whatever the fuck you want to call them. And to me, that's another thing. All these fucking labels that are put on, it's just fucking ridiculous. But I lean more that way. Why? Because they make much more sense to me. Because they more align with my morals. I still ain't calling myself one because there's some shit I don't like. And overall, again, fuck the two-party system. I just want to believe in what I want to believe in. And I don't believe in being a Republican or a Democrat. That being said, why the fuck are there still so many people supporting this particular president? You must be very well off. You must be very privileged because I cannot see. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen some other groups. They're being manipulated by him, tricked by him. So you're either a fucking asshole, in my opinion, or you're ignorant and you're missing some of the information. I mean, you can't look at some of the shit he's done, some of the shit he's suggested, said, etc., and not feel like there's a bit of a fascist in him. Especially with the latest thing with the USPS. He's openly admitted, basically, that his opposing of the funding of the United States Postal Service will kill mail-in voting. That's a damn near smoking gun. Yeah. I don't want to support that. And if people want to point out They've been losing money. Yeah, the fucking military. You want to talk about losing money? Let's not go into that. Don't give me no bullshit excuse. This is plain and simple. This dude's scared he's going to lose. He wants to try and do anything to stay. And now he's trying voter suppression tactics. Great. Great. If this was Barack Obama or anyone from the blue side... The red side would lose their fucking shit over this. Over all of this stuff. It's insane to me that you would be so loyal to something such as a political party that you're willing to go down with this fucking dude. Because he's going down. Enough people have seen what he's about. They don't buy the manipulation. They're not ignorant to what's fucking going on. They sit there while people call them sheep. Sheep. Even though the Trumpers are sheep themselves because they're not thinking for themselves. They're buying everything that comes out of that dude's mouth. And for me, I looked at it objectively. When he was first nominated, I said, okay, let's see what happens. Let's see how it goes. Okay, let's see. 
I'm willing to give him a shot. What's the worst that could happen? Man, within that first year, he was doing stuff to Obamacare and things like that, making it harder for me and my family. Like, not everybody is as privileged, okay? And I'm almost done. <laughs> I just, look, I've seen enough. Plenty of people have seen enough. If you still have support for this president after everything that's happened, again, you're either ignorant and really missing some information, or you're just an asshole. We must get him out. We all got to find a way to vote. I live in Colorado. We get the mail-in vote. We've been getting mail-in votes. Ballots, sorry. So I'm going to get mine. I'm also not going to ma- try and mail it back in. I'm going to fucking drop it right off at the center, wherever I need to go. I'm just going to take him, drop him off, me and the wives. It's time to get this dude out. Out, out, out. Anyway, okay. I apologize. If some if some people turn this shit off, it, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And it wouldn't bother me. You know why? Because sometimes I got to say some shit. And yeah, I have another podcast where I do that and where I focus a lot of this kind of energy. I focus it in that podcast because that's what it's for. But sometimes, sometimes... It's got to come in on the fantasy because what's going on in this country is bigger than football. It's bigger than you and me. It's bigger than sports. and You know, this... <laughs> I don't think people realize, man. I just... Uh, our country's in a bad way. And the pandemic's not going away. And there's a lot of things that I just feel like people should be concerning themselves with instead of this worry over having to figure out how to vote. It's just... (sighs) We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anyway, anyway, no more divisional breakdowns, by the way. (laughs) We move on to the madness. We're going to take a quick breather, come back, get into the madness, and actually, speaking of the pandemic, that's exactly what we're going to discuss and how it pertains to fantasy football. How I wrote an article about this, actually, for playerprofiler.com, of course, and you can check that out there. You can see the link for it on my Twitters, again, once again, at RMK Madness. And it's a pretty good article, so I'm just going to, this is going to accompany podcast for that article because I did kind of want to discuss some things and honestly a couple things I thought about since writing the article so quick breather and we'll get back and discuss that welcome to the madness that's right that's right that's right the madness the meat of the podcast, the meat and potatoes. I think I do that almost every fucking time that I use that particular saying, the meat and potatoes. I often just say the meat first, right? But you know what I mean. Main topic, I know, after all my ranting, those of you that are still with me, thank you. Thank you for sticking around and getting to the fantasy chat. And for those that left, oh, fuck them. You know what? They're missing out. They're missing out. So we're back to football. Training camps are underway. But they have a plan. 
the NFL does for COVID. It begins with the testing. They're going to test and test and test. And the positive players, they will go to the IR for up to three weeks. Now, some of this, obviously, I've discussed before. <clears throat> and you may have heard before. But we're going to just go through it. We're going to go through it to make sure we get everything down. Practice squads, they're going to go from 10 to 16. The salary cap, this is an interesting one. The salary cap is, well, this year, in 2020, it's going to stay the same. But next season, it could go down as much as $35 million because of lost revenue this year. Now, depending on what happens, it could be more. It's going to be around 35 most likely. And that's a nice little chunk, right? Like, it's not the end-all, be-all, but that's a nice little chunk. And are there going to be teams that start thinking about that ahead of time? You know? I mean, you got some more expensive veterans, you know, than, you know, players on their rookie deals. There could be some moves made that way. Because when I first thought about it, I was like, this could really help really veterans out this year because the rookies aren't going to have the, you know, the full offseason and the preseason to get acclimated and all of that. But the thing is, with the most talented guys, they're going to find a way. They're going to, you know, find a way to learn what they need to learn. They're going to adjust. They're going to be fine. But I do think there's a few things to that. Because while the veterans might be a little more safe when it comes to on the field, they're also going to be more expensive. And if for teams that are in, you know, some cap hell, think about the Vikings are one of them, the Patriots. You start looking at, the, well, the Patriots gotten a little better because of all the players that opted out. But some of these teams might want to make some moves just to kind of help pad that salary cap for next year. If it's going to be going down 35 and to do that, it may take using younger talent. Now, I think there's a couple of things to that because this younger talent, you think anybody on their rookie contracts, first, second, year, third year players, you're thinking if these players are used more, it could be because, okay, maybe you have some teams that don't start out well and they know they're not making the playoffs, so they just start to play more of their young guys. Few of them could hit that way. Or again, teams that are shedding salary. Maybe they do so throughout the year. Maybe you get a few of these midseason surprises. Maybe you get more of them this year. Because another thing to think about is, without the preseason, I mean, that first month of football is going to be crazy. You think about the first month of football every season. The football is a little slower. It's a little bit uglier. It's not till you know, it really starts to get five, week five, six, where offenses are chugging along, defenses are playing lights out, where it gets to that real feeling of fucking NFL football. You know what I mean? So I could totally see... If teams kind of know, hey, the first month of the season is, is a little rough anyway, that might be a good time to get the rooks, the younger guys, soft, sophomores, get them a little more playing time to see what they can do. 
because I do think the salary cap situation can't be overlooked. And I think teams that need some help in that area are going to try and find ways to shed salary. And as I mentioned, the first month of the season, what's going on with that no preseason and how, fuck, the first month could be kind of treated semi-preseason-like, okay? Coaches could be using that kind of mentality, like I said, to kind of get some younger guys some play and whatnot. I do think you see some of the stuff more normal. Also, more than normal could be injuries, I mean, you have plenty of injuries anyway. When you get to training camp, you start seeing injuries. And then in the preseason. And then at the beginning of the year. And of course, injuries happen throughout the year. But there's always a collection of them in the beginning, right? Because these guys are just getting back into football shape. And they're just getting back to running the way you run. Because there's no way to replicate in football game running, <laughs> I mean, you can't replicate what they do out there on the field. It's game day. And until they get a few weeks in them of game day, it's going to be a little sluggish. People are going to get lost to injury. Veterans are going to get cut in favor of younger players on less expensive contracts. And then there's the COVID situation. Again, players can miss up to a few weeks if they test positive. So you think about all of these things, and you just got to be prepared, right? Because injuries, things like that, always scary. But this year, with the COVID, with no preseason, this all is going to affect fantasy football. We can't say how much. There's no way to tell. But I do think there's some things to do to prepare. For example, if you're a commissioner league or if you're in a league and you think this is a good idea, maybe talk to your commission. And some people have poo-pooed this idea, some not. And in deeper dynasty leagues, maybe you don't need to. But I think it's a good idea to add a few spots on the IR, maybe a few spots to the bench, because you don't know how this is going to go. And I'm one that believes better be prepared. You know, it's better to be prepared. If you prepare for the worst, you'll be ready for anything. And I do think this season could get a little crazy now. Maybe it doesn't. And the NFL has a good way of keeping everything under control. But this isn't a bubble-type situation. It's too late for that. So these players are going home all the time, and they're coming back. And you know there's going to be some of them. I mean, shit, we just had in the NBA... Or no, it was the NFL at a team hotel. Was it Seahawks player? But they tried to sneak a woman in by dressing them by them dressing up as a man in disguise as a man, trying to sneak him in the hotel for some nookie. And the dude got cut. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you never know how this shit is all going to play out. You got to be ready. So... For your team, what I believe you can do is you got to research the depth charts. Use playerprofiler.com to narrow down your players. Because you're not going to be able to stash a bunch of people on your bench, right? 
Keep your eyes on the waiver wire in redraft leagues, even in dynasty leagues, even in deep dynasty leagues. You want to stash as many players as possible that you think could have some sort of production at any point in the year. I'm going to give you some examples because I did go through and I did, no, not extensively, where I went through every single depth chart. I mean, we kind of did that through the divisional breakdowns, okay? But I didn't go extremely deep in everyone. I looked at specific rosters where I could see later guys having a breakthrough, okay? Like, for example, in Denver, some guys deep down on the Denver depth chart, man, they're going to have a hard time because, because you got Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. That offense is loaded. So good luck. But some other areas, or some other teams, you definitely see some exa- The Philadelphia Eagles wide receiving court. Alshon Jeffrey, probably not going to be starting to begin the year. Jalen Rager, the rook, should be a solid starter. You got Deshaun Jackson. We'll see what he has left. But they don't, they don't have a lot to rely upon. They still have Greg Ward and last year's rookie J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I like Greg Ward. Not the future. Arcega-Whiteside, I, ha- I do not have him anywhere. <laughs> I didn't last year. I didn't feel good about him. But you know who I do like? John Hightower, Quez Watkins. I've mentioned them a few times on the podcast. These are the kinds of guys you want to stash. Joe Reed of the Chargers, another rookie. Not a lot of depth on that Chargers depth chart. So he could already work his way to a number three spot, and then what happens if Keenan Allen or Mike Williams gets hurt or has to miss some time because of COVID? If Joe Reed's that starting third receiver, bump up, bump up, bump up. So I'm just saying. Trent Taylor of the 49ers. Especially, there's a little news about Jalen Hurt getting banged up at practice yesterday. Taewon Taylor of the Cleveland Browns. Everyone expects Rashard Higgins to be in that wide receiver three chair, but uh, Taewon Taylor's a more talented player. I love me some Taewon Taylor. I've been having my eye on him for a while. And then I gave him up, up on him in Tennessee. And then Tennessee traded him to Cleveland. And I was like, well, there's a chance to make room on that depth chart, yeah? No! Yes, there is. Gary Jennings, Kirk Merritt of the Dolphins. Between the opt-outs. And I know they signed a couple of guys, okay? They signed Chester Rogers. Ricardo Lewis, I believe they signed, so we'll see what happens there. But Gary Jennings, Kirk Merritt, younger guys, rookie deals, late round picks. Well, Merritt was undrafted, I believe. Then Olamide Zacchaeus from the Falcons. Like, these are guys. And Zacchaeus, I know I mentioned before, but they wouldn't be surprised if they're rocking by midseason just because of everything going on. At running back, you got Eno Benjamin, the rook in Arizona. Travis Homer, sophomore for Seattle. I've talked a bunch about him. I love him. 
And I really feel like, man, the only dudes ahead of him are Carson, who I like Carson. For more for redraft, not so much for dynasty. And he's got his well-known flaws. And then you've got Carlos Hyde, who I do not like at all. <laughs> I, I could see now there's a lot of hype around DJ Dallas right now. But we also, again, temper expectations for <laughs> the training camp stuff right now. It's a weird offseason. Damian Harris, I've mentioned again. I think it's important to look at Miles Gaskin and Patrick Laird of Miami. Because I don't like Jer- Jordan Howard that much. And I love Matt Breida, but his fragility rating is pretty bad. Like, he gets hurt. So we got to think about that stuff. Rodney Anderson of the Bengals. Jermichael Hasty of the 49ers. Elijah McGuire of the Chiefs. The two rooks, Rigo Daddle, Darius Anderson for the Cowboys. Something happens to Zeke or Tony Pollard. Like, they'll be needed. They don't have shit else. Look at some tight ends like Cahill Warning, Foster Moreau. A little bit more down the depth chart. But could very easily work their way up. Warring in Houston, man, those tight ends above him aren't even great. And he's been working out with Deshaun Watson. Foster Moreau, he's got old ass... Jason Jason Witten in front of him. And then Darren Waller. Everybody likes Darren Waller. Darren Waller's fine. He's getting a little bit older. You never know what's going to happen with him. I just like Foster Moreau. And I don't think the depth chart is as scary as it is at first glance. And then you look at quarterbacks. I mean, I really think there's a reason that teams were like like the Saints. They wanted to do another Teddy Bridgewater situation. They got James Winston. The Cardinals picked up Andy Dalton. The Raiders, Marcus Mariota. Yes, starters that had had their time improved. They were perhaps not franchise quarterbacks, but I would say better starters than most backups. And those could be important roles. P.J. Walker. If you don't know him, he's that kid from the NXFL, man. And he's now on Carolina under his college coach, Matt Rule. I just think it's important this year, more than ever, to account for some of this stuff. And the best way you can do that is by really doing some research. Don't just listen to me. You don't have to just pick the guys out. Go, look for yourself. Look at some depth charts. See what you see. (laughs) But I've gone through. I've looked at situations, and I've picked out guys I like, and I've picked out guys that are, you know, you can get late in drafts, and I've picked out guys that are still on the waiver wire. But I do think it's important to have decent depth this year because dudes are going to get hurt. They're going to test positive for COVID. Players are going to be missing at at more than a normal clip this year. It's heightened. How could it not be? So, these are just some of my thoughts on the best way to try and attack preparing for this 
2020 season, the year of COVID. The COVID NFL season 2020. Yes, yes, yes. So, that's just that's just how I feel about things. You know? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. I hope that was helpful. If you want more in-depth analysis, particularly when it comes to some of the players I discussed, I get really a little bit more in-depth about them and their situations in my article. So make sure to check that out at playerprofiler.com. Or, of course, of course, just check me out on Twitter at RMKMadness. RMKMadness. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. Take another breather. Take a quick break. I, I got to get some water down my gullet, man. I got to get wet the whistle. You know what I'm saying? Wet the whistle. And then we'll come back and close up shop. Game over, man. Game over. That's right. Game over. Pot over. But really, with fantasy football, the game is just beginning, isn't it? You know what else is just beginning? The fucking NBA playoffs, they start today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I really am. Because I was excited to have what I normally have every year. And my playoffs, my NBA playoffs, and my NHL playoffs rocking together. But see, the NBA came back. And their return to play shit was kind of lame. <laughs> Just we're going to come back and play some more regular season games to determine se- seeding. While the, the NHL was like, nah. We're going to do qualifying round of the playoffs. And a fucking round-robin tournament to determine the seeding for the top teams in each, the East and the West. I mean, everything they did, which is just, it's, it's been, I, I am so impressed. And I said from the beginning, if anybody's got the best chance to pull this off and do it well, it's hockey. And man, it's been a lot of fun. The hockey's been incredible. There's been a lot of surprises, a lot of underdog teams winning. And that's continuing into what we're in now, the actual part of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, I couldn't get into the you know what was going on with the NBA now, but now, oh, now, now that we're into the actual NBA playoffs, that's right. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. It's great. I'm excited. Finally, have my basketball and hockey playoffs at the same time. Anyway, and I totally skipped over news at the beginning of the pod because I just wanted to get into, you know, my little rant about how some people like to talk about the news and ask how the listener is doing and do divisional. (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the the little bit of news that is unfortunate from the weekend, Denzel Mims got a bit of a hamstring issue. Now, if we learned anything about hamstring issues, it's that more often than not, they pose quite the problem throughout the year, do they not? So this could be a situation where it's going to be tough for Denzel Mims, much tougher than I thought. I really thought he was a candidate for Rookie of the Year this year. Just because I thought... Darnold's going to fucking sling it this year. I know he is. And according to reports, he's been slinging the rock all over during practice. And I'm really excited for this year of Sam Darnold. And part of that excitement was Denzel Mims. And I'm a little worried now. 
Not for the overall situation. Mims will get some work. I just don't think he's because he's probably that that that's soft tissue that's going to linger for probably the whole season. So it's going to be it's going to be tough, man. Remember Adam Thielen. Now, you know, someone down on him this year. But I think he's going to be fucking awesome. People want to look at last year. He hurt his hammy, and then he just couldn't get right. This is what happens with hamstrings. That's why you got to worry about him. So hopefully Mims can get that under control. But red flags, got some concern with my boy now. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, okay, okay. Thank you, everybody, for joining me once again. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Madness Podcast. And do not forget, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RMKMadness. And check out my writings on Player Blah 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 You suck, you jackass. I know. Playerprofiler.com. Check out my writings. Check out my writing stuffs. Anyway, have a great weekend. Well, I should say week. We just had a weekend. Goodness, get me out of here. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. As always, as always, much love to you all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Ta-ta for now. Laters. Welcome.